Hello, you're listening to the C to Z of movies. My name is Colin. I am the C. Joining me is Zijan the Z. Hello, Zijan. Hello. I've seen that you've been promoting a play of yours recently on my social media feed. On your social media? Uh, not a play, uh, an improv show. Wow. Improv show, which was last night as we record on Saturday. Uh, I'm in an improv group called Beansville and we do an improvised workplace comedy. How did he go? He went really well, actually. Yeah, so it was a little pub uh, room, above, a little theatre thing above a pub, very intimate space. But yeah, great audience. They enjoyed it. Uh, we had a lot of fun. So, uh, like, yeah. I imagine that you get the audience to suggest a, a workplace, a, a office scenario, a, a location, basically. That's it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, your friend, my friend, uh, Matt Parks and Maria Bigtashiva were both there, yeah. and. Uh, and yeah, we asked for a suggestion of workplace, and Matt, in fact, some guy I didn't know suggested STI clinic, um, <laughs> and we were like, not doing that, and uh, Matt suggested ice cream factory, so that's what we did. Okay, okay, and how, how do you choose uh, which location to do, because it's usually like pick from a hat, or you... Oh uh, no, we just get the audience to shout, shout whatever uh, they like, okay, it, which is why enough. STI clinic came up. <laughs> uh, <laughs> we were certainly not giving that as an option. Yeah, just shout whatever, and then we'll, we'll go... Um, as, as long. I think generally, as long as someone suggests something that's not potentially offensive, then we're like, yeah, let's go with that. Okay. But yeah, that's our debut show, and uh, we were supporting another uh, another group who were doing some kind of Twilight Zone stuff. It was a lot of fun. And how frequent are you? will you be doing this now? I have no forward? idea. Uh, well, I guess we've got to um, go and tout ourselves. We've got nothing lined wow, up for the moment. This could be so. a big thing now. Uh, you know, remember we watched Ostentatious uh, a while, a long time yeah, ago? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I was back in Bristol. Yeah, I watched it like three times since. Yeah, I watched it again this year. Still oh, yeah, that's so good. Yeah. So good. That was the first improv I saw. No, it's not sure. My friend Rich used to do it. It was the first professional improv I saw, I guess. Um, mm. And that, that the place we saw it is now the British Bristol Improv Theatre, where I spend a lot of my time. So. Very nice. Yeah, mm. it's, a great, it's a good space, I think. Yeah, yeah, it's really good. Really good. Anyway, if you're in Bristol, check out the Bristol Improv Theatre uh, and Beansville. I'll, 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 maybe, I'll, maybe I'll tout for for uh, tickets on the uh, on, on this podcast but that's not what we're talking about today's age we're talking about road trip movies um, yep. which we will <laughs> dig into the definition of what that might mean uh, <laughs> yes, later we um, we're also talking about the films of Rose Byrne um, we're going to talk about Tom Jones uh, and we've got a quiz on the films of Scott Neustatter and Michael H. Weber who might pronounce it Weber um, who by me writing them have turned my word document into uh, German spell check um, <laughs> and it's really annoying me. Uh, fun but, times yeah it, uh, um, but, I should tell you how many times I had to check my name Colin when I first joined a company every single time it has the red squiggly lines under my name right. so you'll, you'll, you'll get used to it uh, yeah the, the really annoying bit is in, in German when they're, when they're doing quote marks the first one goes at the bottom and then the last and the second one goes at the top and so I've got quite a few different quote marks that have messed up in there Anyway, let's do some movie news, CJ. What's going on in the world of movies? Uh, well, I didn't want to put this first or last, but this is one big serious piece of news anyway. Um, Disney is suing to keep complete rights of their Marvel characters. Really. Mm. That's the, the biggest news we've heard in the past two weeks. Uh, in terms, And Disney is um, having themselves in a lot of litigation recently. Yeah, they love... They love well, in fact, they're being sued rather than suing Scarlett Johansson, aren't they? But, uh, that is yeah. true. That is true. So what happens is that the, um, Disney has filed several lawsuits to invalidate copyright termination notices which are served by artists and illustrators involved with creating superheroes like Iron Man, Spider-Man and Thor. Mm. Um, what, what, to put this in layman's terms, because I had to Google some stuff. As well, you can't to, own Thor. I mean, Thor's like hundreds of years old, that, that, the legend of Thor, isn't it? Well, I, I suppose so, but not the comic book variant yeah, of it. I'm enough, pretty yeah. sure they're not disputing Norse mythology. Yeah, <laughs> That would, that would be yeah. They're going to just rock up in Oslo, <laughs> right, guys? You close down your folklore museum. <laughs> Basically, so these these artists and illustrators, about five of them, are seeking to reclaim rights related to the Marvel characters they had a hand in creating. And there's a, a copyright law that st- states that under certain conditions, um, it allows authors or their heirs to regain ownership of a product after a given number of years. Okay. In the case, in this case, um. They are trying to get regain the rights of their characters in 2023, so two years from now. And I'm pretty sure Disney would not want to let go of their multi-million, multi-billion no, I guess it's not enterprise. Presumably it's the merchandise as well as the films. Exactly, um, everything. Yeah, because I, I, the estate of Stan Lee is part of this, isn't it? It is, yeah. yeah. So obviously um, Spider-Man 
although being being his biggest uh, biggest certainly biggest merchandise I think Spider-Man merchandise outstrips any other character by miles I mean I can't just see a bunch of amateurs rocking up and say yeah we're going to make an Iron Man film and everyone going yeah let's watch that but um, I suppose it adds complications uh, I think Disney's going to win this actually they'll probably just pay him a few thousand out of pay court pay him a lot more money and, uh, yeah exactly to be done with it because uh, yeah, I mean Disney have a history of this kind of thing with, with um, getting the law changed so Winnie the Pooh is the famous <laughs> one that uh, he, I can't remember the exact laws but there, there was kind of a, a certain number of years after the author's death I think it was um, that copyright it became uh, available to anyone to use became free to use uh, like Sherlock Holmes is now or something like that and they just basically got the law changed to extend it further and further wow so, um, yeah they got got a lot of money Disney I don't know if you knew that <laughs> yeah well good good luck to him I say <laughs> good luck to him um, speaking of uh, authors works and uh, and contracts uh, Netflix have done a deal to uh, get a hold of Roald Dahl's work they're going to be doing a roll, roll, more more Roald Dahl adaptations uh, including yeah. a mu- an adaptation of the musical Matilda that's the first one yep. in the pipeline there'll be plenty more I think there was some sort of a Charlie Chocolate Factory series or something yep that's the uh, Taika Waititi series yep. yeah that's it yeah yeah uh, my question is uh, are we not sick of Roald Dahl by now we've had a lot of adaptations <laughs> um, um, so what was the last Roald Dahl film you saw well, there's this thing I didn't see him. Um, so, like, <laughs> so I don't see why this is a problem. I'm already sick of him. That's what I'm saying. The witch, the the witches came out. I didn't see it. The BFG came out. I didn't see it. Um, <laughs> so probably Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, um, the Tim Burton one. Uh, I yeah, I guess that's probably the last one I saw. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh wow. Yeah, me too. I think I yeah, I've not seen the witches. I've not seen the BFG. I've seen parts of SEO Trot on BBC iPlayer recently. Oh, okay. I didn't finish it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean. I, I do like Rodal. I do like his books, but um, there's only so much you can do with that. And his books are usually pretty dark for Oh, very kids. dark. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And sometimes quite racist. Matilda, the musical, I, I've seen it actually live in, on the West End. Oh, um, yeah. It has the music of Tim Minchin. Oh, it does, um, isn't it? Yeah. So um, I, I do like his music as well. And I, bring, I, I believe Emma Thompson is going to be starring in the film. As uh, Miss Trunchbull. Miss Trunchbull. Yeah. Mm, I'm not mean, sure about that. that. <laughs> yeah, me too. But that's like you know one of the best characters to play in Matilda, right? I imagine Miss Trunchbull. I guess so. Yeah, I mean, I, f- I fondly remember the Danny DeVito film um, of the late nineties. I guess so if you ever saw that one, um, that was that was very good. Obviously, we've got the, the we've already got a Wonka prequel coming. Um, oh yeah, that's Tim- true. Timothy, Sh- Timothy Chalamet. In fact, Keegan Michael Key was announced for that um, this week as well. But yeah, I don't know. I mean, it just seems it seems like flogging a dead horse here I don't think there's a huge amount of appetite for more Roald Dahl stuff but maybe I'm wrong I mean, what, what universe has ever succeeded <laughs> yep. apart from Marvel <laughs> apart from Marvel yeah um, yeah none none no exactly right yeah. so I'm not holding my breath for this so no. but this is oh. this was announced as part of Netflix's hashtag to dumb uh, thing which I just found out about yesterday um, it's such a weird such a weird prom- marketing strategy I have no idea yeah. what it is well I assumed it stood for something and then I, I looked it up and you know how when you open Netflix it goes ta-dum yep exactly, that's exactly, what that, exactly. that is yep. but yeah there are a lot of announcements that didn't interest me uh, <laughs> and the fact that Murder Mystery 2 was happening that was the closest I came to being interested in any of this stuff and I'm not interested in that so. yeah no, no. Um, speaking about Keegan-Michael Key mm-hmm. um, he will be joining um, Chris Pratt, your favorite Anya Taylor Joy, mm. um, Charlie Day, Seth Rogen, and Jack Black in voicing a new Super Mario Brothers movie. Yeah, um, animation. Are, are you a, were you a Mario Brothers fan in the day? Did you play uh, the play I, the games and stuff? I do play the games. Yeah, I I I, I have a Nintendo Switch, so I do. Are you still partake. still play the games? Yeah, still I going. Do I, cool. Um, jumping on mushrooms and climbing through pipes and stuff. I have you not played the games. Mushrooms, Colin. No? What, what, what game are you talking about? This is not like Alice in Wonderland. Even Alice in Wonderland, she doesn't <laughs> jump on mushrooms, does she? Are no. there two stools or something? No? Yeah, he eats them. Does he? All right. Yes. And he collects coins, or is that Sonic? <laughs> anyway, I'm not really a gamer, uh, as you might be able to tell. There's been uh, a lot of anger on, on Twitter about this. which About Chris Pratt playing Mario? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's not like Mario is an Italian hero. It's a Japanese cartoon <laughs> character with an offensive stereotype voice. That's not. Uh, 
Yeah, I think just Twitter wants to be angry, to be honest. Wow, that's that's normal for Twitter. Yeah. Um, the it's it's done by animation company Illumination, for, um, oh, who yeah. did the Despicable Me series and Sing. So not very good stuff then. Uh, <laughs> In fairness, some people like Despicable Me. Yeah. I mean, they have like what four, uh, four films from it. I'm pretty sure we did a quiz on it once. We did do a quiz well. on it once, uh, and yeah. I have seen Sing. It was okay. Yeah. Uh, I didn't bother seeing Sing too. Um, yeah, I, I. This seems like something I'm not going to watch. <laughs> um, but good luck to him. Good luck to him. Mm. Um, but it's Anya Taylor Joy, Colin. I love Anya Taylor Joy, but not enough to watch her voice Princess Peach in a Mario Brothers cartoon. Are you sure? I probably will watch it, but um, <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll wait till it's on Netflix or something, or wherever these things go. Uh, whatever streaming service it turns up on. And I'll have it on in the background while I do a crossword. That's, <laughs> that's, that's what I'm planning. Uh, fine. Did you ever watch the Bob Hoskins one? Uh, no. His live action, no. apparently it's like one of the worst films ever. Um, Fantastic Beasts 3 has got a title. It's going to be called The Secrets of Dumbledore. And it's coming next April, I think. Yep. Um, get the word Dumbledore in the title. Maybe get some more people in. The last film was in 2018, I believe. I, I always thought it was much, much longer than that. But I guess, you know, a pandemic kind of changed my perception. Yeah. <laughs> See, that feels longer. That feels f- further away than I think. But um, I watched it in Belfast, which would have been 2018. Yes, you're right. Mm. There you go. Uh, yeah, I, I say, um, I think they do need to go. To, we've, we've talked about this a lot, haven't we? But I think, uh, I think there's something there, but they need to change course a little bit. Yeah, I I don't really care anymore. I used to be a big Harry Potter fan as well, and you know, this these films are just yeah. I'm so indifferent to them. Matt Smurkelson will be taking over from Johnny Depp as well. Um, yeah, for those who yep. don't know. Um, so yeah, that's that. Um, we also have um Laker, um who does all the stop motion animated films that I love. Mm-hmm. Um, they are producing a new one called Wildwood. Mm. Um and. We've got a brief synopsis of the film. It's just um, about a little girl called Prue whose baby brother has been taken to an enchanted forest by a murder of crows and she needs to go rescue him. Are they all about little girls? Uh, no. No? Okay. Um, no, Travis Knight is back. Didn't he do um, Cooper and the Two Strings? Yes. Yeah. And Cooper's a boy. Oh, there you go. Uh, cool. That's. Uh, I look forward to you telling me about that. Yes, and why you should watch them. I mean, how can you not love stop motion, Colin? It's just so beautiful. Like one of the most beautiful form of animation out there. Um, yeah, I, I guess I like Wallace and Gromit as much as the next person who kind of likes it. So, <laughs> seems like a whole lot of effort to go to. Mm. Uh, fair play to me. One day, one of these days, I'll watch some of that stuff, uh, but not yet. Um, Bryce Dallas Howard is going to be directing a remake of uh, Flight of the Navigator, a film that I loved as a as a ten year old, and can remember very little about. But it's about a kid who goes off into space and then comes back, and time has passed. But uh, not him, right? He doesn't age. That's right. That's right. Mm. Uh, I remember it being a lot of fun. Um, Bryce Dallas Howard. Has done, I don't think she's directed a film before, but she's directed, she directed um, at least one or maybe more episodes of Mandalorian. I think um, um, she's, she's done, made a documentary. Oh, okay. that's um, but this will be her first fictional film right. I guess yeah um, I feel like I've seen some other TV stuff maybe uh, maybe she did Black Mirror or something no anyway uh, good for her uh, she was acting in Black Mirror that's I right that's right No, whether she was directing no. Black Mirror but I imagine she's uh, about the age where she would have enjoyed that actually no because no, I think I saw it later it came out so she, she's probably um, too young to have seen it the first time around but must have seen it on, on I've not seen it the first time around no, um, I I say I've not seen it since I was ten, but I had it. I loved it then, so I don't know if it holds it's up. Nineteen eighty six film, Colin. I'm one. Yeah, no, I I watched it on V. Actually, I watched it on TV. I think. You know, you're older than me, right? No, I don't know that. No, like I, I feel like I mentioned it a lot to you. <laughs> um, next, um, Cynthia Rivo and Andy Serkis will be joining Idris Elba in the Luther movie. Um, you ever watched Luther? Okay. No, I've not watched Luther. I, it's I, very popular here, right? Well, yeah, I wrote this in my news and then I deleted it because I thought I don't. I've never seen this. Cynthia Reeve is great. Um, it's a British psychological crime drama. There are quite a lot of them out there on on the BBC. Yeah, I, so I was quite surprised that a movie was coming. I didn't know that. I mean, obviously, Idris Elba is a huge star, but uh, I, I love Cynthia Reeve. So. Yeah, very good, very good. Yeah, yeah. 
Cool. Um, have you ever seen the movie Teen Wolf? That's the one with uh, Michael J. Fox. Michael J. Fox. He becomes no. a werewolf and is really good at basketball. Uh, have you ever seen the movie Teen Wolf 2, starring Jason Bateman? No. <laughs> no? Well, now is your chance, Ejan. Uh, the, the TV series Teen Wolf, which was uh, inspired quite popular. by that, is now getting a movie. It's going to be a third Teen Wolf movie. Uh, so I, you decided not to put a Luther movie piece of news <laughs> in this in segment, and you decided to put a Teen Wolf. I, I bumped it for wolf. Teen Wolf. <laughs> I've seen it's Michael J. Fox's Teen Wolf many times. Um, I love Michael J. Fox. I've seen Jason Bateman's Team Wolf two once, and uh, you don't love Jason Bateman as I, much as you do Michael J. Fox. No, I don't. I don't. <laughs> it was very early Jason Bateman, one of his first films, I think. Uh, Michael J. Fox hated Team Wolf. He, th- he thought it was going to kill his career before he started. Mm. Uh, but fortunately, he then between filming it and it being released, he went and made a little film called Back to the Future. Oh, speaking of which, right? Have you gone to see the musical yet? Not yet. Not yet. Um, it's all in London now. Yeah, although it. they keep cancelling it, I think because of COVID. Like the cast of cast of got COVID, um, oh. so they keep having to bump it. But uh, yeah, no, a friend and I are planning to go. Just haven't, uh, haven't sorted out yet. Huh. Nice. Um, speaking about more cancellations or delays, mm-hmm. uh, Furiosa, the spin-off for Mad Max, has now been delayed to twenty twenty four. Has it? Good yeah, point. I know, right? Wow. Isn't this the one with Anya Taylor Joy? Certainly well? is. Uh, yeah, which you'll be watching because you can't help yourself. <laughs> That's right. That's right. I'll watch it in between seeing uh, uh, Mario Brothers and Mario Brothers 2 uh, <laughs> colon Princess Peach Strikes Back. <laughs> There's probably going to be something like that, yeah. <laughs> I imagine, yes. Yeah, dear. Uh, yeah I, I really didn't like Mad Max Fury Road, but everyone else did. So, uh, good luck to them. Maybe it'll come up in our road trip segment. Um, do you know the film Twins? Arnold Schwarzenegger and Danny DeVito. The, the, the long gestating uh, sequel triplets is is back on course. It's happening. Um, it was always planned that Eddie Murphy was going to be the third triplet, um, but apparently he's dropped out or maybe was never actually officially in. And Tracy Morgan of 30 Rock fame is taking his place. Uh, wow. He's, at least 20 maybe 40 years younger than younger than than so I don't know what, how they're going to work around that but to be honest it's all none of it is very realistic so I don't think we need to worry about it being a, a, a grounded gritty uh, realistic drama but I really like Twins I think it's actually got a good it's got it's funny it's got some nice emotional depth um, I enjoyed it a lot maybe because I'm a twin I don't know but uh, it's one of my favourite Arnold Schwarzenegger movies and I'm looking forward to this one well, I'm pretty much out of news. I was going to just sandwich this whole bit with more Disney news anyway. Oh, yeah. One. Um, basically, Disney is planning to release um, Eternals, Encanto, The Last Duel, West Side Story, Ron's Gone Wrong, and The King's Man exclusively in cinemas now, mm. but in new, shorter, theatrical windows. Um, I'm, I'm guessing this is because of the success of Shang-Chi. Mm. Um, and so... They won't be going on Disney Plus immediately. So for those who do not have Disney Plus, like myself, like you, yeah, you're laughing. We'll be able to watch them at the same time as everyone else. Although to be honest, the one when they have gone to Disney Plus, if it's premium access, I've gone to the cinema anyway because it's about a third of the price. Um, Is it? Wow. Oh yeah, because they charge extra, right? Yeah, for some. Well, there's some of them. So things like uh, yeah, Jungle Cruise Man. and Black Widow. Yeah, it's like fifteen quid, I think. What? Uh, or maybe twenty. Anyway, oh, this, this it works out well if you've got a family watching it, I suppose. But I don't, Cesar. Um One last bit of news. Actually, two last bits of news. John Watts is going to be directing a thriller with George Clooney and Brad Pitt, who are playing two lone wolf fixers assigned to the same job. We don't know anything else about it yet. Uh, but John Watts is quite hot now with uh, the Spider-Man films and Fantastic Four lined up. Um, and finally, Christopher Nolan's next film um, is going to be Universal. And apparently... Uh, here are some of his contract demands. A $100 million budget, which seems very low for a Christopher Nolan film. Um, I mean, there's a lot of money, but he, I'm sure he spends more than that normally. Uh, the same amount of marketing... Probably get spending on the sound this time around. Yeah, maybe. Uh, same amount of marketing. He wants total creative control. Uh, he wants no film, Universal films released three weeks before or three weeks after um, this <laughs> film. Uh, he wants a 100-day theatrical window, and he wants 20% of the first dollar gross... Uh, which apparently is the, basically the the revenue it makes without any expenses knocked off. I mean, like, I mean, if this was Christopher Nolan in, the, in his heyday, mm. then yeah, maybe I can see see this working. But this is Christopher Nolan after 
planets yeah the stellar yeah so <laughs> yeah I, I say 100 million is a lot of money but it's less than he spent on on, on either of those or Dunkirk I'd have said so mm. so maybe maybe with a little bit more restriction he might do better I, I don't know but that's um, a lot of demands and Universal said yes so there you go uh, that's, that's all the news we have, Sejan. So mm-hmm. we move on to our next segment to see or not to Z, where we talk about films we've recently seen and tell you, the listener, whether you just see them or not Z them. Uh, what have you been watching? Yeah, not not films, Colin. No, <laughs> no. Yeah, sorry, sorry. It's, it, it, in this past two weeks, I've just been watching a lot of TV series that I've been catching up on. Fair enough. So like things like Ted Lasso, The Great British Bake Off is back, guys. So Strictly Come Dancing. <laughs> Well, you're, and, you're um, really, uh, really getting into that British TV. <laughs> I know, right? Um, and I'm watching Why the Last Man as well. I think oh, we mentioned yeah. this in the podcast before. Um, it was supposed to be a film, but now it's a TV series about uh, the last man on Earth. Um, yeah, you know, and yeah, it's pretty good. I, I've got a graphic novels for them, so I'm just yeah, I'm just enjoying it right now. So yeah, I haven't had time to watch any films. Just watch a lot of TV shows. Fair enough. Uh, I will talk briefly about Fly Away Home, a film from the mid to late nineties, probably about ninety six or so, um, which is a heartwarming tale of uh, of dad played by Jeff Daniels and uh, do I mean Jeff Daniels? Yes, I think I do. Uh, and his daughter uh, Anna Paquin uh, and. They basically they have they've had a bunch of geese and they help them migrate south um, by flying in a homemade uh, glider type thing oh, and getting the geese to promise. follow them. It's a be- <laughs> it's a beautiful film. It reminded me a lot of Free Willy actually, which is around the same time. How old is this film? Anna Paquin is a young girl then. Yeah, yeah. So she's wow. she's probably thirteen or so, something like that. Um, yeah. So this was like because she did she won the Oscar for the piano in like the. Yeah, early 90s yeah I shortly think. before that yeah yeah, yeah. Um, oh, wow. uh, and Jeff Jeff Daniels is, is looking good I've never seen him with this kind of beard and long hair and he's, uh, I've only seen him as an older older guy I suppose uh, but yes yeah, so I say very reminiscent of, of Free Willy with this kind of whole concept of this, um, kind of lonely kid making a connection with, with animals and trying to trying to save them um, it's based in Canada and you get some nice shots of Toronto which I enjoyed as a, as a fan of Toronto uh, but yeah, uh, uh, Will Gorn, who is a friend of mine, um, he happened to mention on Twitter he was watching it. I'd never seen it, so I, it's on Netflix. Uh, if you want your heart warmed, check it out. Okay, interesting. Um, let's move on to actor factors, Ethan. Let's move things around. Oh, as, we're uh, just jumping things around. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, uh, basically, whenever we miss we miss it in one week, I, I tend to move it a bit earlier the next the next time just to um, make sure we don't miss it two in a row. Yep. Uh, so we're talking about the films of Rose Byrne, Australia's own. Um, I I've actually watched quite a few Rose Byrne films in the last few weeks. Just to just, just you always do this, Colin. Put to, me to shame. Just to pack up, build up my list a little bit. So I've seen thirteen Rose Byrne films. Ah, I've seen nine. So okay. it's not too far that's not bad. Off, really. not bad. Yeah. That's probably about as many I'd seen a month ago, <laughs> and I just yeah, watched so, a bunch. Do, um, do you kick us off? Yeah. Um. She she's been in a lot of like family comedies. Mm. Um, which so I, I've seen quite a lot of them. So um, I've seen Instant Family, which is one of those um, uh, the one of the latest films on Netflix with her and Mark Wahlberg playing uh, foster parents to mm-hmm. yeah. uh, to three foster kids. Uh, which is uh, yeah, the kind of film that you know what's what to expect from. Um, nothing surprising there. It's just a good heartwarming family film. Mm-hmm. Um, she was in Neighbors uh, with Seth Rogen. Uh, known as uh, bad neighbors in this country, just to, so we don't get confused with the uh, the yeah, Australian that's true. soap. <laughs> that's true. It's called Neighbors Elsewhere. Yeah, um, where her and Seth Rogen are having a fight with a fraternity, uh, with uh, Zac Efron and uh, I believe it's Dave Franco as well. I think so. I've, I've not I've not seen it, but I think you're right. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, Roseburn is great in, in in comics as as a, as a comic as well. She's a marvelous. Uh, comical actress so uh, she's great in um, Bad Neighbours or Neighbours um, she was in This Is Where I Leave You which uh, I mentioned earlier this oh, year yes. it's a film yeah. with uh, Tina Fey uh, Adam Driver when uh, the family goes back um, for because of the death of a family member it's not it's not the greatest of films really mm. but yeah it's, it's okay it's okay yeah I think yeah. I first came across her in uh, the X-Men films the prequels so she's um playing Moira Taggart isn't it um, in X-Men First Class and then again uh, in X-Men Apocalypse well, because of the weird construction of the X-Men prequels 
there's like 20 years between them and she's aged <laughs> like five years and as you do right as, well <laughs> that's mu- a mutant I, power I, I very much don't um i don't <laughs> I, i'm where they, because there's kind of this romantic tension with her and, and charles xavier they just have to say that that's still going on 20 years later and nothing's really happened uh, yep. in the uh, she's good in those uh, i saw i give it a year recently which is um it's a, a romantic comedy of this this couple who got married when all their friends think they shouldn't uh, I didn't really like it. I think there's a kind of a quite a nice film in there that just got buried in layers of um, kind of more raunchy type stuff that I don't think it needed. I don't think it really knew what it was aiming for. Mm. Um, and it missed. Um, the the film that I've that she kind of sprang to fame in is a film called I Capture the Castle, uh, which is a wonderful film. And I really recommend that. And the book, actually. I've the read book's the lovely. book. Yeah, the book's great, isn't it? Well, do you like the book? I, I do like the book. Yeah. Um, it's one of the few books on the list that you were telling me about. Oh, yeah. That I was reading yeah. on that I enjoyed. Um, yeah, it's pretty good. Yeah, I think that the, the film is pretty true to the book. I think if you, if you like the book, yeah, check out check out the film. Yeah. Uh, there's a few things here that I, I, she's in that I don't remember her being in. So Marie Antoinette, apparently she's in. Um, she's fine. Sunshine, which I didn't like. Star Wars Episode 2, apparently she's in. Yeah, I have that on my list and I have no idea where she fits in there because... I try to wipe that film off my mind. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. Um, the Place Beyond the Pines, which I really didn't like, but it got very good reviews. But I just felt it was got some fairly formulaic stories and just lumped together in fairly unsuccessful manner. But uh, mm. uh, I saw Peter Rabbit two for some reason. Why? I don't know. Um, why? I do. Oh, I do. I do know why because uh, a friend of mine got some voucher to get a free film through Rakuten. And he, he passed it on to me, and I was looking at the films they have on offer, and the, the, it's not a great selection. I thought I'm going to bump up the number of 2021 films I've seen by watching Peter Rabbit too. Why would you do this to yourself? <laughs> it was better than I was anticipating. It wasn't good. Okay, okay. Um, she was also in Troy. That I didn't know she was in oh, right. as well. Okay. Um, and she was in um, two comedies with uh, Melissa McCarthy, mm. uh, Bridesmaids. Uh, which is really good, and Spy, which is also really good. I know you did like Spy at all. Uh, I, I thought it was fine. Yeah, I, I, yeah nothing to write home about. Uh, I, I enjoyed Spy. I thought it was really, really funny. So that will go to my best film. Oh, wow. On the list. Okay. I know uh, you like X-Men First Class a lot, Colin. Um, so the only other one I've not mentioned is a film I saw recently called Adam, um, where she plays the neighbour um, of a guy who has Asperger's called Adam. Um, which is pretty good and in fact the internship I watched this week where she plays an Australian uh, the only oh. only one of her films where she actually has her own accent I think so you're, you're going for you're going for Spy as your favourite um, I'm torn between I Capture the Castle and X-Men First Class I think I'll go X-Men First Class but they're both very good Yeah. A- and your least favourite X-Men Apocalypse yeah it's got to be doesn't it it's so awful yeah even worse than Star Wars Episode 2 which I actually don't uh, mind I don't mind Star Wars uh, Episode 2 but I don't like Star Wars Episode 2 either but X-Men Apocalypse is more recent and it stays in my line long, yeah, <laughs> longer no. at, least I, at least I can forget about Star Wars Episode 2 now <laughs> next week's episode is on uh, Star Wars Episode 2 uh, <laughs> no we're doing that well, there you go well done uh, Rose Byrne what are we doing next time in Active Factor Vision uh, we are going to be looking at a lot of Tim Burton films because we'll be doing Helena, Helena Bonham Carter Feels like we've done it before, but uh, maybe not. I'm pretty sure I've checked it on your list. Oh, good work! Um, awesome. Yeah, maybe. We, oh no, maybe we did a quiz on Tim Burton films or something. Anyway, uh, cool. Like, check those out. Um, we move on to our main segment of the day, which is road trip movies, which covers so many genres. Yeah, well, let's let's define our terms, shall we? What uh, go for it? What, what, what does what does it cover? Uh, a trip. <laughs> on the road. What? What? How? How? How am I supposed to be defining this? Like, well, this is. Is it. there is there like a specific way of defining a road trip film that I'm I'm not privy to? Like, I basically listed out a lot of things that every film has got a car in it. <laughs> well, it, it must be quite a long trip, right? Long trip. Okay, I think I think we need to de- we need to define this. We need to set for the ages what a road trip movie is. I think it does. It needs to be a long trip. Uh, it needs to be on a road. So I think some of the ones I saw involved plane trips. I'm not sure we count those. No, right. that doesn't count. Um, does it have to be in a vehicle? Can it be so? Homeward Bound, a film that I love, feels like a road trip movie in some ways, but it's really more just a trip movie. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like. 
I put Homeward Bound on my list as well. <laughs> yeah, okay. If, I mean, it's got all the, um, it's got all the, all the hallmarks. It, it does. You, it does. You kind of, it's, it's about a, a, a people kind of having to get to know each other in an intimate space over over a long period of time. Maybe they've yeah. been thrown together um, in unusual circumstances. Maybe they wouldn't normally spend time together. That's basically what a road trip film mm. is all about, right? Uh, unlikely people grouping up and bonding or not bonding. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Along the way. Yeah, learning, um, learning through circumstance. I saw. I say put homeward bound in. There you go, homeward on the list. Done. Uh, I saw Driving Miss Daisy on the list. Um, that's not a that's not a road trip no. movie. Just because just because they involve driving does not mean it's a road trip movie. No, just like Drive is not. A, no, a, no. A road trip movie or uh, yeah. No, I don't know. I, it feels like you're, you're, the end point has to be a significant distance away from the start point. You can't just like <laughs> you can't just drive back and forth a few times. That's, if you, you've got to be going somewhere, haven't you? You've got to be a, yep. aiming for something. And I, I, I think I, this is a genre I really enjoy. Actually, this kind of um, yeah, we're stopping off in unusual in, in places we've not been before. We're adapting to where we're going. We have various bumps in the road, uh, literally and metaphorically. And as I said earlier, you can just cover so many genres. Like on my list right now, I can see there's like drama, there's comedy, mm. there's you know, there's even like action, adventure, um, so many types. You can just do so many kinds of genres in road trips. So, I noticed that um, Wikipedia's list of road trip movies included Smoking and the Bandit 4, and their list of road trip comedy movies included Smoking the Bandits 1, 2, and 3. Are they just saying that <laughs> they didn't find Smoking the Bandit 4 funny? Is that what's going that, on there? That, 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 that says a lot about it, right? <laughs> I'm, I'm confused. Uh, and in fact, I have seen Smoking the Bandit, and that's, that, that's very much... A, I mean, they're the driving... Uh, uh, trucks rather than cars but yeah that's very much against the clock you've got to get to a particular place before the before the police get you and and it's almost exclusively on the road um feels a little bit episodic that one in fact it's kind of uh, you're driving off a bit and all oh, right now we've got to get past this police trap uh, mm. I've like, not seen that uh, yeah you don't need to <laughs> yay good um it's a I say the, the thing I remember most about it is that the soundtrack is just someone singing what's happening in the movie. It's so weird. So weird. Anyway, got loads of sequels, so people must have liked it. How are we going to do this? I was thinking of just breaking down my genre. It's probably the easiest. Go for it. Down yeah, yeah. But, um, yeah. Since you mentioned comedies, let's do all the road trip comedies. Every road trip comedy there is. Let's do it. <laughs> well, not all of them. All of them we've seen. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'll start with the probably... Uh, the one of the more famous um, road trip comedies out there, Little Miss Sunshine. Yeah. Although comedy is quite a bit of a stretch. I'd, it's I'd more say like that's a dramedy. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's not like laugh out loud comedy. Like some of the other ones that are out there, like a lot of Melissa McCarthy films as well, oh, <laughs> involve a lot of road trips and those are like, like pure, pure comedy. But Little Miss Sunshine is definitely a dramedy. Was, I, was Identity Thief a uh, road trip? Yeah, with yeah. Jason Bateman. And yeah. she did one with uh, Sandra Bullock as well, I think. Oh, Heat, was it? Or The Heat? Yes, that's the one. Okay. Mm. Yes, but that's, that's kind of the fun thrown together when they hate each other type comedy. But yeah, Little Miss Sunshine is yeah, one, one of the great ones. Um, and I, I mean, it is comedy, but as you say, it's very moving at times. Um, and it's such an odd collective of people thrown together. I mean, I know they're all family in that case. Yep. But, um, and they're working through their, their different uh, struggles. So this is, yeah, the whole driving to a dance recital is kind of incidental to the, uh, the story really <laughs> exactly it's just to see how how this family grows and learns and uh, like any other road trip films i still i still remember the ending very well though um and this was uh is it abigail breslin that's one yeah yeah she yeah i've not seen her recently how i'm not sure where she's been uh zombieland double tap oh yeah yeah where Which she, is also considered a road trip. Well, yeah, Zombieland is. Yeah, I think they're both yeah. both road trip movies. Probably that one more obviously, because they're very much trying to get to the the safety zone. Yes, so she true. was the only one they didn't make a Funko pop of. From yeah, Zombieland. she wasn't that great in that film, mm. to be honest. Yeah, well, in fact, um, not even from the first one. Uh, yeah, no, a bit disappointing. <laughs> the whole film in general. I thought. Uh, we should probably say I, I don't know about you but I have not included um, Road Trip on my list um, no was, the, the very famous uh, uh, road trip comedy yeah, when, I, so when I was in high school there seemed to be a, a, a thing there, there was a whole series of road trip raunchy teen comedies weren't yeah, there yeah Euro Trip Euro is trip. very popular I might yeah. say a whole series maybe two but uh, 
uh, yeah, then it's good luck titling this episode in such a way that it doesn't look like we're doing a 20 year retrospective <laughs> on uh, on road trips. Oh, just road trips. <laughs> yeah, that's that's a good look. Um, what other comedies I have on my list? Mm. I've seen Borat. Oh, okay. No, and that is yeah. I'm pretty sure there's no growth in Borat whatsoever. He <laughs> he he ended the film in the same way he started the film, basically plain ignorant. <laughs> yeah, no, From, yeah fair I mean, I mean, there's a whole point of it. I, I, you know, but it is a road trip in the sense he just goes around. He goes, he just goes around America, and for those who do not know, it's basically uh, Ali G uh, plays Borat. <laughs> Ali, Ali, Ali G. G. It's Sasha Borat. Well, the, the the layers <laughs> that character is playing. I know, right? <laughs> Sasha Baron Cohen playing Borat, um, who is this, uh, yeah, a guy from Kazakhstan, and he just travels around um, America. Um, and filming people, actually, and yeah, real real life people all the time. Yeah, yeah. real life people and ends up in the most uh, absurd of circumstances. Um, yeah, it's uh, I watched it a long time ago when I didn't know who um Sasha Baron Cohen was. All oh, right, um, and I quite enjoyed it back then, probably because maybe my sense of humor was more juvenile then. Right now, <laughs> but yeah, it was um. It was pleasantly enjoyable. I mean, it's a satirical take of America, isn't it? So um, they, they mock America a lot in that film. Um, and I've, I've, not, yeah. I've not seen it, but uh, I, I, I know it by reputation. And, I mean, Borat 2 has earned so many nominations as well, didn't it? Oh, it did, and, didn't it? Yeah. Mm, so, yeah, it's okay. Uh, speaking of um, infantile comedy, or um, Me, Myself and Irene, I did watch back in the day a few times. Um, oh. Jim Jim Carrey and uh, René Zellweger, um, and it's again one of these, yeah, they're, th- they're thrown together. I think I'm trying to remember. It's a long time since I've seen it, but she he's a policeman and she's a suspected criminal, and they fall in love uh, over the course of driving across a long distance. But it's the, I, it's kind of the sub genre of road trip movies where it's one person uh, has got charge of the other person, like can't let them out of their side and has to take them across distance it seems to come up um, a few times there's another one called this is moving out of comedies if that's all right but um uh where's it gone it's called midnight run um mm. which is a really good film um with a similar concept where they can't fly so they're driving across uh america and it's uh, robert de niro and charles Brodin, i think but well, well, well worth a watch that one well oh, nice um the other comedies on my list are Harold and Kumar Go to White Castle. Oh, yeah, which is called Harold and Kumar Get the Munchies in this country because we don't know what White Castle is. <laughs> I didn't know what White Castle was. <laughs> um, this was actually introduced to me by a British friend of mine oh, back yeah. in uni days. Yeah, so I was like, what is this White Castle thing? <laughs> no idea what it is, but Harold and Kumar played by John Cho and Carl Penn, respectively. Hmm. Uh, yeah, two stoners who are very hungry and just want a burger. I, hijinks and Sue. <laughs> hijinks and Sue. I have watched the first couple of those. I I, I, I started watching um, Escape from Guantanamo Bay and, and gave up on it because I hated it. But uh, yeah, I enjoyed Neil Patrick Harris in those films. Yeah, he, there's a running joke with Neil Patrick Harris in it, and he's yeah. so funny. Uh, where he's playing a kind of very, very fictional version of himself. Yep. Um, yeah, no, fair enough. Uh, any more? Any more comedies? Uh, I don't know whether Rat Race does Rat Race count as a com- as a road I trip. I don't know Rat Race. Do you not know? I don't. Oh, this is with Rowan Atkinson and Whoopi Goldberg. What? Yeah, like, it's, just like, <laughs> it's just the most bizarre comedy that I don't know how I uh, came about watching it, but it's just a bunch of uh, bunch of different cars okay. racing a- around uh, to a certain uh, to Las Vegas or something. The first person, the first car reaches there gets a bunch of money, but behind the scenes there will be like uh, there's some rich investors who are betting against them or betting on who will win or who will lose because okay. the, the characters that, the people that select to participate in the race are, are like the worst kind of people you want in a race basically is this a, um, is this a good film? <laughs> I found it very really funny when I watched it before um, and I've seen clips of it on uh, on TV before so I, I did I do sit down and watch it again um, I'm, t- I'm tempted to check it out I'm just looking at Wikipedia now um uh, negative review or mixed negative reviews, but gathered a cult following. Got yes, it's just it's just weird. It's got, right? a, it's it's got like, a strange cast. Have you seen Wacky Races? Like, it's uh, I've seen bits of it. Yeah, yeah, it's like one of those weird. Yeah, it's a, it's a huge cast, and yeah. they just get into wacky situations. And 
Dean Kane is in it. Wow. Yeah, I know, right? I might check that you out. Check it out. Yeah, okay. John Cleese. Uh, a bit hit and miss. Um, if we're going way back for the comedies, it happened one night, um, which is one of only three films to win Best Picture, Best Actor, Best Actress, Best Director, and Best Screenplay. Um, I have seen it. It was quite a long time ago. I, I remember a bit of hitchhiking. I don't really remember it being a road trip movie, but um, maybe it is. I, I must admit, I, it's Frank Capra who I love. Um, he did things like It's a Wonderful Life, um, but I don't. For me, it wasn't one of Frank Capra's best, so I was a little bit, a little bit surprised it got quite so garlanded. But just to show that road trips are almost as old as the car, because uh, I don't know when the car was invented, but probably not that long before that. Uh, you ever been on a road trip, Zijan? I have. Where, 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 I, did, where I, did you road trip? I have uh, around Malaysia. Oh, yeah. Yeah, just uh, after my A-levels, um, just me and a friend of mine, we just drove around to the north of Malaysia and to the south of Malaysia. Just, yeah, That's just awesome. Around. I'd like to. I mean, friend and I drove to Edinburgh. That's the closest I've gone to a road trip. That was like three days stopping. Yeah, it still counts, huh? No, like it still counts. Um, you, you, do you grow as a person throughout that trip? I feel like I did. I feel yeah, like so I it did. counts then. Yeah. If you didn't, then it doesn't. It was the first time I let someone else drive my car. I feel that was that was uh, that was growing. That's a very brave thing yeah. to do. But yeah, yeah. I know it seems to be more of an American thing than a British thing. I guess because it's wow. so much bigger. Because exactly. um, yeah, you can drive from one from one tip of England or from one tip of Britain to the other within a few well a couple of days rolling mm. whereas if you're doing Route 66 or something in America uh, you've got a lot longer do you want to go to a different genre now? yes um, well this is the broadest drama, uh, genre ever is drama right so okay, yeah, yeah. it covers pretty much every a lot of, yeah, that's a lot of films out there uh, we, yeah. we, we've not done any road trip horror is there any road trip horror? who knows uh, Zombieland, oh, Zombieland well, a, lot yes. of, a lot of zombie films are road trips that's because true. Yeah. Yeah. most people are just travelling to reach to like the safe zone, for example, I'm pretty sure like yeah. 28 days later, later is a road trip. Yeah, that's um, true. Yeah, I hadn't thought of that. Yeah. World, yeah. World War Z, they travel around the world just to find the cure. I mean, it, it technically is a road trip per se, even though, yeah. Um, so I think a lot of zombie films would be that. Yeah. Because it's like a Good post-apocalyptic point. setting, they need to find a place, find a cure kind of thing. Yeah, that's and, a road trip. And you get, I guess it's a, it's a nice setting to have um people thrown together it's because if they're the only survivors then there's, yeah. there's no connection uh, so Thelma and Louise there's a, there's a drama for you oh, um, that's great film I've still not seen that yet uh, check it out Ridley Scott's uh, very famous film that obviously um, they're not so much thrown together as they, they I suppose they kind of are but uh, yeah you, they are not so much going somewhere as driving away from somewhere I suppose yeah slightly different uh, Almost Famous is well worth a watch which um which is road well again is it a road trip so it's about a young journalist um, who I think it's Rolling Stone magazine he's like he gets drives around with a with a and he's very young he's like in school but he goes around with rock bands and it's his kind of um, uh, introduction to the world of rock music and stuff and, and, and love and all sorts of things but uh, it, I think it is road trip cause but they're on the, the bus most of the time and it's more of a tour than a dest- getting to a particular destination so it's a round trip I suppose I've already said that it's got to end further a long way from where it starts, so maybe I've ruled that out from uh, <laughs> by my own definition. Um, many of the films we saw recently as well, mm. uh, road trip films. Uh, Rain Man, we saw yeah. recently, is that's, a road trip film. That's what. That's why we came up with the thing, wasn't it? Off, off the yeah, back of that. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Um, Nomadland. I'm not too sure whether it counts as a road trip film. I I know. Yeah. Well, there was no personal growth. Um, <laughs> Definitely was, and she just travelled here and there. Basically, it's like a documentary about someone travelling, yeah. right? So, I don't think that counts as a road trip, but that comes out in so many of my lists. It is on Google. She drives in a big not- circle and achieves no personal growth, and nothing happens. Uh, in you just see her life, and that's yeah. that's it. Right? I've got I've got more and more against Nomadland as time has worn on. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, um, yeah, what a uh, Green Book, which won the Best Picture Oscar mm. a few years ago, is again. I think I, I feel like it, it, it takes a lot of the boxes, and it's two people who who come from different walks of life being thrown together, and and they do certainly grow as people and, and grow in understanding of each other. Um, it is, I guess, a bit like almost famous. It's a musical tour, so it's not a game to pick a destination. But I think it does tick a lot of those boxes because they, yeah, they get themselves into new uh, unusual scenarios they have to react to. And they, they grow as they go. But you eat food in the car. Everything you could want from a road trip movie. Mm. Uh, Chef, we talk about a bit. That's a road trip movie, I guess. 
Oh yeah, that's true. I didn't put that on my list, but yeah, um, a film that I watched recently is Supernova. It's also a road trip. Oh film. yes, yeah. The Colin Firth, Stanley Tucci film about the couple who, uh, goes up to North Wales, I believe, when they found out that Stanley Tucci's character has early onset dementia. Mm. Um, yeah. Oh, there you go. That's there's a British one. Is that the uh, the first British one? Yeah, because they're not very yeah. <laughs> you can't you can't really do road trips in the UK. Yeah. Uh, we've managed to cover quite a few different types of vehicle here, haven't we? We've got we've got, uh, we've got um, trucks, we've got food trucks, we've got camper vans, we've got cars. Oh. Uh, here's a here's a motorbike one, Easy Rider. It's a very famous uh, road trip movie um, where it's a counterculture of the the sixties, I guess sixties, maybe seventies. I think it was sixties. Uh, I didn't think that much of it, to be honest, but it's, um, it's where the song Born to be Wild became well known. Oh. And uh, Jack Nicholson was in it, and there's lots of wearing leather and doing drugs. As you do on a bike. As you do on a bike. Um, <laughs> yeah, I wasn't a huge fan of that one, to be honest. Uh, is there, are there any cycling road trips? That's what I want to hit. No, I, was, I just want to hit as many modes of I transport as possible. I mean, you can't really go far. Like, <laughs> and it's not like, and it's it's not like you can take someone with you as well. You can, they they do an ET, is that a cycling road trip? The, my, yeah, yeah, I'm not sure. I don't think it is. I don't think it is. Yeah, not if count. Not if it only accounts for like the last ten minutes of the film. So in fact, some some friends of mine from church um, cycled from here to Sofia in Bulgaria. So you can do a cycling road trip. Um, if anyone makes a film of that, that will be. Uh, um, some more action-packed uh, films. We've got Logan. Yes, is, that comes up on the list. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it comes up on quite a few on the list. Uh, Mad Max Fury Road. Mm. He goes there and back again. He does. <laughs> Which, uh, almost nothing happens. <laughs> I, I still like this film a lot, Colin. So does everyone apart from me. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, uh, it's also a road trip film. Um, we're basically, I feel like I'm just listing films now. This is also a road trip film. This it's is also a road trip This film. is the classic ending of all our segments. Whenever <laughs> <laughs> we do an episode like this, it's like, I don't know, I'll just spend the last five minutes by listing all the ones we've got left. <laughs> exactly. I don't know if our listeners are gaining anything from this at all. <laughs> uh, well, maybe they've never considered that Harry Potter and the Deathly Hallows Part 1 is a road trip film. Uh, when they split that film and that book into two, uh, that's true. Them. But it has, I say, I, they travel by foot or by magic, I suppose. In fact, maybe exclusively yeah. by foot. Um, but it has all the all the hallmarks of a, of a road trip movie. Uh, I'm just gonna, over the top, I want to mention just because I've mentioned it before, but I think it's absolutely hilarious. Um, it's the most Sylvester Stallone film ever made, where he's a trucker uh, who goes around the country participating in arm wrestling tournaments. And has to try and reconnect with his son. Nice. Uh, <laughs> over the top by name, over the top by nature. <laughs> I think we should end it on that. I think we're right? over, over the top. Do you have a favorite? Do you have a favorite road trip movie of the ones we've talked about? Um, and is I it Homeward Bound? <laughs> I love Homeward Bound. There you go, Homeward Bound. It's the best road trip movie we've decided. It's so good. Um, we move on then to our next segment, look back an Oscar, where we um, watch a film that won the Best Picture Oscar. Um, and this time it is 1963's Tom Jones. Zijan, have you watched okay. Tom Jones? I need to preface this already by saying that this is the first film that I watched in Look Back and Oscar that made me stop the film midway to Google how did Tom Jones win Best Picture at the Academy Awards? Yep, I hated this film. Oh my goodness, <laughs> what, is, what is wrong with this film? <laughs> Like, okay, so, as I do, like, you know, all these look back in Oscar films. Yep. So, this is a British comedy film which says a lot about British humor. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Based on an adaptation of Henry Fielding's 1749 novel, and it stars Albert Finney as Tom Jones. It won four Academy Awards. Four! Four! four. Plus, it oh was my God. plus five acting nominations. Including Best Picture, Best Director, Best Screenplay. Best screenplay! Best <laughs> screenplay! But it, it was written by John Osborne, who is, is one of the angry young men. He's a very, very famous uh, writer, playwright, which made me think it might be good before it might be well written. What is this? <laughs> I, I was like, I had to click. Did I watch the right Tom Jones film? <laughs> is this the correct one? Like, there must be more Tom Jones films out there. It can't be this one. How is this? I, like, I. 
I almost I almost messaged you to say, "Don't watch this. Um, you won't." <laughs> Because I thought maybe I'll, I, I, maybe I'll just take the hit and uh, and I won't force you to. But I thought no, let's maybe you'll surprise me. Maybe no, but I, not for a second did I think that you'd enjoy this. But uh, so maybe you should. So Tom Jones, as I say, by Henry Fielding, he's a guy who um, who is an illegitimate child and he likes to sleep with women. And he's one of the luckiest guys out there, apparently. Uh, I think we're supposed to find him charming. I think maybe uh, I did not. Uh, Albert Finney is a great actor. Um, Orange Express, Aaron Brockovich. He's done some great stuff over the years, uh, and he was Oscar nominated for this. You know, do you, do you ever watch Monty Python? Yes. I I I'm not really I'm not really a Monty Python fan. It's, it's hugely popular in this country, and I, I like some of it. Now. Now that I've seen what else was available in the 60s, I can, I've, I'm starting to understand why people love it so much. Yeah, exactly, right? Monty Python at least is funny. Like, I... I, I this, this, this film has rendered me speechless because this is like the most bizarre film ever. Like, I don't even know how to begin to describe this to people who are considering watching this. It's just so weird. Like, It feels like it comes from the... Com- the British pantomime tradition in some ways. Like, it over, does, yeah, uh, yeah, you're right, you're right. And, and I don't enjoy pantomimes, but yeah, kind of over-the-top, um, yeah, red-faced squires and, and yeah, uh, scantily dressed women. And, yeah. Everyone's a caricature. Everyone is like, uh, 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 you're just a character. Like, there's, there's no depth in any way. Like, I, Tom, I don't think Tom Jones has grown as a person throughout this entire film. I think no, he, no. Like, he ended the film as he began the film, just plain dumb luck. Uh, and like, I, I'm not, I don't even know what I'm supposed to get from this film. Am I supposed to find this funny? Like, maybe yeah. maybe some of the knots, that I, they break the fourth wall sometimes, they look at yeah. the camera and wink at it. Maybe, maybe that's new in, the, in those times. Uh, yeah, maybe. <laughs> maybe. Maybe no one has seen that before, so that's quite, quite, quite clever. Like, all the camera work where he was riding on a horse and then he looks back and then another horse comes by with him on it. Uh, maybe that was, maybe it was considered very, very clever back then or innovative back then. But what the heck is this? <laughs> I don't understand this film. I don't understand how this won anything. Um, I thought I was going to spend some time saying how much I do. I don't think I can. I don't think I can match um, what your, your energy here, Zijan. This is this is. What I, I agree with you entirely. Basically, this is this is great. Um, except I, there was one bit I found funny. Um, it came an hour and twenty three minutes in. I checked. Um, there's a bit where a highway man is is holding up uh, an old lady, and she basically says, "Don't point that thing at me." Drive a ride on and drives off and leaves him, um, leaves him crestfallen. I found that funny. That was the only bit in the entire movie I found amusing. Oh <laughs> um, uh, dear! There were so many good movies that came around this time as well. Nineteen sixty-three is not one of the early, you know, it's, it's not one. It's not an early film. You know, it didn't come out in like nineteen thirties, nineteen forties. This is, you know, I think I'm pretty sure the sound of music came around this time. My my fair lady came around this time, and I. I, I just don't understand. I so, don't um, understand. the films that this beat to uh, to Best Picture include Cleopatra, a film in fairness which I haven't seen. Um, you say there's a lot of good stuff. I'm looking at these list, the list of these films. <laughs> um, How the West Was Won, I've not seen, but apparently it's pretty good. But, I mean, Lilies of the Field, I've never heard of. Uh, eight mm. and a Half is very well received, uh, thought of, but I've not seen it. Uh, it. It seems like it was a bad year for film. Um, Nineteen This film was really popular as well. Yeah, with Tom Jones. It was so so popular. Like I was just reading about how critically acclaimed it was and how well received it was by by movie go- goers. Because I had to find a way to justify me watching this film. And <laughs> the Great Escape was this year. That's a good film. It's yeah. This uh, is this is comfortably by by a mile the worst, the worst. one that we have seen. Um. I mean, because like Dancers with Wolves, I didn't really enjoy, but I can see it's a decent film. But this is just so bad. I can't see any merit in this film at all. I uh, really can't. No, I'd like I'd like to find something. I say other than that one mo- that one kind of like thirty second bit I found funny. I can't think of anything else. <laughs> so uh, <laughs> there you go. Uh, if you like Tom Jones, uh, the movie, 
Uh, let us know CDZ Movies at gmail.com uh, or at CDZ Movies on Twitter I would genuinely be interested to, to, to know why anyone enjoys this yeah um, <laughs> if you were a member of the Academy in 1963 and you voted for this to be the best film of that year <laughs> get in touch <laughs> was, it a, was it was it a was it a dare was it a bet <laughs> was that what was happening oh uh, I can only apologise, Ian, uh, for making all this. It lasts two hours. It felt like it lasted five hours. Um, I, I, I watched it. Bricks in watching their film college. I like, say I, I watched it over three evenings. I couldn't get me too. I, oh no! I took like every ten minutes. I had to stop and pause and like reflect on my life. How did I come? How did, how did I get to this point in my life where I was? <laughs> oh dear. Well, there you go. Um, we move on to our final segment, the quiz on the films of Scott Neustadter and Michael H. Weber. Um, Zijan, mm. as I realise I've not written down the answer to my first question. What? Uh, but I can remember what so it is. I start then. I can start. Uh, there you go. Go for it. Uh, so, which of their films have the taglines hits you like a shot in the heart and a summer love story loaded with power and feeling? That's the same film, is it? Yep. Uh, I just realised a lot of their films have the same tag. <laughs> the same tag I can work from them. All them. I mean, Summer Love Story feels like it's a bit on the nose for 500 Days of Summer. Um, so, hit You in the Heart. I feel this could be uh, The Fault in Our Stars. I'm going to go with that. No, it's spectacular now. Is it? Yeah, okay. I know. <laughs> but a lot of their films have kind of the same themes anyway, so I can see Yeah, they're why. quite tough, tough questions to kick off with, but um, great film, by the way. I know I said that a lot. Great film. Uh, question one for you. Which film uh, of theirs was based on a book by Kent Haruf? Haruf spelled H-A-R-U-F. Yeah, that's Our Souls and Nights, right? It is. Uh, question two. Uh, name the song that was used in the song and dance sequence in 500 Days of oh, Summer. Oh, man. Good question. It's a great sequence. I love that film so much, Colin. I've seen that a few times, multiple times. Yeah, I, yeah. Um, I feel it might... This isn't my answer, but it's something like Walking on Sunshine. I don't think it actually is Walking on Sunshine, though. You're actually singing it. <laughs> I, can, I can hear it. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, I can't stop. Oh, how's it? I know this song. No, I'm not going to get it. Uh, I'm going to have to go Walking on Sunshine, which isn't. No, it's a famous Hoi and Oat song. You make my dreams come true. That's it. I, was, I knew the song, but I just couldn't get the lyric. Um, here's a nice easy one for you. What's the name of the woman Tom meets at the end of 500 Days of Summer? <laughs> Autumn. Autumn, very good. Yeah. I, so I, I could put down five questions on 500 Days of Summer for you, Colin. <laughs> <laughs> I love that film so much. Cool. So, cool. uh, question three. In which famous and possibly improper location did the two protagonists of The Four in Our Stars share their first kiss? <laughs> uh, Anne Frank's house. Yes. Yeah, that was a weird thing, wasn't it? Uh, who's the third person to receive a screenplay credit on The Pink Panther 2? Whoa. Huh. That's a toughie. Mm. Like uh, I don't have a clue. I definitely didn't look this up at all. I'm going to guess. I can't even guess. This is a bit of an outlier yeah. in the in the, in the catalog. Yeah, go on. Um, Steve Martin, the star of. Oh, is it nice? Huh. Uh, question four: The Disaster Artist features many cameos of actors, but which actor offered Greg a role in a TV show he was directing? Brian Cranston. A, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that's right. I almost asked that. Uh, that's a great film as well. Um, question four. The title The Fault in Our Stars is a reference to which Shakespeare play? Ooh. Ooh. I, I want to go to the most obvious one because it's a love story. But it's very annoying. But I have to go with that, right? But uh, I'm just going to go with Romeo and Juliet. I'm afraid it's Julius Caesar. Uh, the fault, dear Brutus, is not in our stars, but in ourselves. That's a very good question, actually. Uh-huh. Uh, question five, my last question for you. Which two actors played the main couple in Our Souls at Night? Uh, that was Robert Redford and Jane Fonda. That's correct. 
Uh, okay, here's yours to pull level. Uh, it is my hard discretion, I'm afraid, so we'll see it goes. Um, oh, no. uh, which scene in The Disaster Artist was awarded Best Scene by the St. Louis Film Critics Association? Wow. <laughs> wow, I've not seen the film. Uh, ah, I, I assumed you had. Okay, that's going to make it harder. Yeah, I've not seen the film, so I have no clue. I'm hoping... No, because Tommy Wiseau did a lot of weird things, man. I was reading the plot. Hmm. Uh okay, I'm gonna just go guess. Was it when he was uh, when he when he left the cinema because uh, of the bad reviews? Uh, no, it was when he did 67 takes of the I did not hit her. Uh, okay, there you go. Um, it's a great film. Check it out. Yeah, I should. Uh, well, I only realised today that there is a a end credit scene or mid credit scene where Tom Wiseau has a has a uh, cameo playing someone else. Which is, uh, which is a lot of fun. Uh, you need to win a quiz soon, right? If not, you'll be winning this whole... I've got to say, this, I'm running away with this year a little bit after your victory last year. Um, yeah, because this is three uh, above me. I think so. so. I think how, many so. More, how many more pop-ups do you have? Ooh, yeah. six, maybe. Whew, okay, this is going to be tough. Uh, this going to be tough. Maybe more than that. Maybe more than that. Anyway, what, what date is it? No, we've got three months' worth. We've got... That is six, yeah. Okay. Uh, mm. Good luck. Um, next time we are quizzing on actors who were in Neighbours. Uh, what? <laughs> actors who were in Neighbours? Yeah. And the film's still in? I guess so. There's a lot of films, Colin. Um, there's not that many Neighbours actors who've gone on to success. Okay. So you say. <laughs> it is a lot of films. I don't remember writing that, but there you go. I must have thought it was a good idea at the time. So uh, I look forward to that. What's our main topic for next time, Zijan, which you said you didn't want to do, but then didn't come up with any other suggestions, so we're doing it. It's so long, Colin. <laughs> it's like three hours long, isn't it? It's two hours and 43 minutes, I think. Oh my, you don't like long films, so why are we doing this? <laughs> Let's watch Tom Jones again. Though. Let's not watch Tom Jones again. <laughs> we're watching No Time to Die. I can't wait. Bye.